0: Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. Mmm, most undignified, sir. I just started watching Bridgerton. I think that's how you say it, Bridgerton, or Bridgeton. On Netflix, and I absolutely love the show. I would suggest you go check it out. I've watched the first two episodes, so please, no spoilers. I, I don't want to know what happens. I, I hope that Miss Bridgerton and the Duke end up getting married at some point. I want to know who knocked up the, the chick from the farm, and I, I just think it's hysterical how how crazy life used to be back then! How guys could just uh dem- How about this? Back in the day, dudes demanded to marry someone. Nowadays, we're like, oh, oh, oh. There was dowries. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? But uh, Kaylee, my my lovely wife. Imagine my lovely wife. She and and it was the the season of courting, and there were balls to be had and. I'm some, I you know, I don't know. I guess I'd have to be some kind of uh, a Lord, Lord Paziali, Lord Douche Douchenstein. And I'm the only guy that's left. I'd have to have a ton of money. You know, her dad would come out, you know, he'd be Lord Lombardo and he'd be like, oh, what kind of loot do you got, bro? You got a dowry? I'd be like, I, I don't know, man. I got, I got four brothers and I got a house in Woburn. I got a couple of pigs and a goat. I forget, it, dude. I'd get bounced. I'd I'd be a lonely old bastard. I mean, I don't know if it'd be a bad thing, but I like the show. Check it out. It it's called um Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good show. I love the lady. She's a most undignified. I think that's what they would call me. I I would be if they had that in the yearbook. You know, you had the friendliest, most popular. If they had a thing that's, that was called most undignified, I definitely would have got it. I actually got friendliest, which I, I don't think you guys can. I used to be a friendly guy. Now I'm a miserable prick. But I would definitely get most undignified, Mr. Paziali. No cash, no dowry, or of debts. What a scumbag. I'd be, I'd be bounced out of high society in, in a moment's, without even a moment's thought, I would be canned, canceled, as they say. Anyways, check out the show. It's on Netflix. This is Spazzing Out America's Podcast. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. This is when I record the podcast. I do it live on Facebook and I do it live on Instagram and I'm recording it on an iPad. Right here, which I upload in the morning, at five in the morning line I mean I said it tonight, it gets uploaded the next day. So it'll be uploaded at five, and you can get it, Apple podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, radio.com, Radio. Hey, Alexa, play spazzing out, America's Podcast. You can get it on all those. So tomorrow, if you're heading into work or not because of the snow and you're listening in your car, subscribe to the podcast and send someone a link. Send them a text to the podcast. It's the only way the podcast will grow. I don't want to... People admit I need to monetize the podcast eventually. I've been doing it for over a year. The way to do that for me would be advertising. I don't want to start a patron or whatever that's stupid. I don't want to charge people. It's ridiculous. I think people are assholes that charge for their content. Like as if, oh, your content's phenomenal. I'm going to pay for it. Go fuck yourself, dickheads. Seriously. If your content was good enough, you'd have advertisers. I'll say if your content was good enough... You'd have advertisers. Clearly, my content's not good enough because I don't have any advertisers. And I wouldn't try to get, you, you know, like, I don't, I don't know that the thousand people that download it a day or stream it a day would pay. And I wouldn't want to charge them. It's it's ridiculous. I create the content for you, for you guys. I, I long for a day to where maybe I can get back on the radio and have a conservative talk show where I can talk to you guys, have an open mic, and we can have an open discourse, of course, about the things I like, because if I don't like it, I'm going to hang up on your ass immediately. Boom! Gone! Get this liberal mutant off my show. It's only discourse for things that I like. Now, I would have an open discussion. But for those that have reached out to me about uh, something... Uh, uh, of a patron type thing, I would never do it. Never. I, I and listen, you'll play this back when I do it. Uh, like ten years from now, when the podcast is is on Spotify and you're gonna pay for Spotify to get it because I, I'm making Joe Rogan money. At that point, yeah. Sorry, I'll I'll be selling out 100 percent. But I got to grow the podcast so that I can get advertisers, so that we can do more with the program. What, what does that mean? If I can take my podcast from being a side hustle to being my main hustle, I'll do more things. I can grow the program. I can go to places. I can be in Washington, D.C. for rallies. I can be at uh, political conventions. I can head out to people's places and do interviews with certain politics. And I can hit the streets and get audio from mutants on the street. But until then... This is my side hustle from my basement and that's where it will be. And then when it monetizes and I, and I have equipment and I can play audio, I'll play cuts. I, I had a cut of a girl that I wanted to play today talking about college debt. The, like it, it, she was like, as a matter of fact about it, like you need to give us 50 grand. Like as a matter of fact, I was like, this, this chick, we, I need to play this audio so that people can hear what these idiots think and, and why they think they deserve the money on today's program we're going to talk about Ted Cruz I like Ted Cruz but Ted most undignified by Ted Cruz and his choice to take a vacation and then cancel his vacation in the guise of saying oh I was just flying down with my daughters BS but no one believes you so we're gonna get into Ted Cruz and his more I mean his idiotic decision to skip town on Texas, especially what's going on right now. And, and I, and I feel this way about all politicians on both sides of the aisle. And, and I like Ted Cruz. I, I was right out there with the Ted 2024. Now I, I, this is something that would make me not vote for you. This is like a, um, why can't I think of the lady's name? But uh, she wouldn't, Martha Coakley, she wouldn't shake hands with people on a rainy day outside of Fenway. This is why she didn't get elected senator and why Scott Brown did. Scott Brown, perception is reality. The guy wore his boots, his jeans, he drove around in the S-Box truck. But the liberal mutant wouldn't shake hands with people. She might have been the better candidate. I don't know. But people didn't vote for her because perception is reality. She wouldn't shake hands. Oh, you're better than us. It's stupid. You people have to be smarter when you're in the public eye. But full discussion on that coming up. I need to talk about Donald Trump and I have to talk about Benny Thompson again. I talked about this a couple days ago and his ridiculous class action, federal class action lawsuit against Donald Trump. I just need to point some things out about Mr. Thompson and his ridiculousness. First off, I think it's absolutely disgusting and un-American to attack somebody purely on their political view. So Donald Trump doesn't agree with you. So you guys don't have the same ideals. So Donald Trump is America first, and you are the head of a progressive black caucus. Now, that doesn't matter, That it, but that's just what it's called, professor. Pro, progressive black caucus. Could just be called fucking progressive caucus. But whatever. You are a progressive. Now, what that means to me is... When, when I hear progressive, I hear death of the American dream. I hear death of America. I hear conservative. I don't have, I'm sorry. I hear communism. I hear socialism. I hear wealth distribution. I hear penalty on successful people. That's what you want to do. And now you're proving it. You don't like the fact that Donald Trump was a successful business person, that Donald Trump had a successful TV show, that Donald Trump became president of the United States. He lived the ideal America. His family lived the American dream. They came here in the eight, back in, back in the 1800s and they rose to prominence with, with, with Trump's dad. And then Trump's dad helped out his son. His son took the family to the next level. And then they hit the ultimate peak of Donald Trump becoming president. And you don't like his America first regime. You don't like the fact that he wants tax cuts to give the American people a break. You don't like the fact that he wanted wanted America to be energy uh, independent. You don't like the fact that he wanted to keep illegal immigrants out of this country. You just don't like them. And this is what the man says yesterday. He says, well... If we couldn't beat them in the in the trial, in the impeachment trial, well, then we're going to put them out of business. That's what they do. This is what the liberal mutants want to do now. If they can't make you go away, they're going to put you out of business. They're going to come after you financially because they don't agree with you. They're going to stomp you out by taking civil actions against you because they don't like the words that come out of your mouth. They don't like freedom of speech when freedom of speech doesn't agree with their opinions they don't like what you have to say they're going to sue you now they will impeach you and then if the impeachment doesn't work they will take out a civil action lawsuit against you to try to stomp you out by sucking the money out of your livelihood they want to they want to absolutely annihilate you now this guy by the way is a lifelong politician over 30 years. This is all this man's done. He's done, he's never started a business. He knows nothing. He's on the, easy. he's the fucking chair of Homeland Security. He's never been in the military. He's never been a police officer. How the fuck does this guy know anything about security? Like that. He has been a congressman since 1993. He's been elected 14 times. The guy's a dinosaur. He said the Cushing life. Of being a congressman and all the good things that come with it and making decisions for people that he doesn't know shit about. Taxing businesses, taxing corporations, something he's never run, something he's never had a finger in. Setting security policies, yet the man never served a day in his life, never has any background schooling. He was, he went to school to be an educator. He has a, he has a degree in education how do, how does that equal homeland security fucking committee head how please enlighten me on this this guy oh by the way this this this, this man benny thompson a representative from um mississippi m i s s i s s i p p i you guys remember that well this man from mississippi by the way who's just absolutely pissed I can't stand the fact that anybody would say that the election is fraudulent. And how dare, how dare they challenge the Electoral College. The un americanness of challenging the Electoral College. This guy was so outspoken about challenging the Electoral College and about challenging elections. I think he forgot that back in 2004... He was one of the 31 Congress members that voted to not to, to not certify 20 votes, 20 electoral votes from where? Ohio. Did you forget? Did you forget that when George Bush was on his second term, that you tried to stop the Electoral College? Did you forget that? Did you forget that you thought the election was fraudulent in Ohio? I guess it was okay then. I guess back then it was really fraudulent because you guys weren't going to win. I guess back then it was okay to challenge the Electoral College, but not when we try to do it. When we try to do it, you're you're it's it's it's, it's domestic terrorism. You guys need to be stomped out. We need to sue your ass until you go away. It's despicable, and it, what pisses me off even more is that liberal mutants. Then you don't have the nuts to rip your side of the field. You don't have the balls to step up and be like, look at this fucking hypocrite at all. Like I'm about to do with Ted Cruz. I'm about to rip Ted Cruz a new one. Absolutely. Rip his ass. I'm pissed. It's garbage. And everybody should be pissed that this guy got up and decided he was going to go to Mexico in the middle of a big-ass problem in Texas. Bad. Bad for most undignified, sir. But back to Benny. Attacking a man that worked his whole entire life to build an empire because of what are, are you jealous is it jealousy is is this what it is are you upset is because you your whole 30 plus years listen this guy he started off as a as a city councilman or an alderman then he moved up to being a mayor and then from mayor he was like on, on an, another council type committee then from there he won a special election to become a, a Uh, to join the House of Representatives in 1993, and he's been there ever since. Almost 30 years, a politician. Almost 30 years. But these politicians, they're so disconnected from us. They know nothing about running a small... Dude, I would love to drop a small business on this guy and see what he does. I'd like to put a corporation on him. No, they make decisions on things that they don't know about. You know how I feel about this? It's like this. If you don't have kids... Don't fucking talk to me about kids. Literally. I have two kids. I have a 13-year-old. I have a 6-year-old. And I struggle with with, with, with the things that, that come up. And I'll talk to other parents about it. Sure, you got a kid? What do you think? You, you, my, my, my kid's being a real asshole. What do you think about it? I'll, I'll take advice from another parent. But if you don't have a kid, don't don't talk to me. At all. I don't want to hear it. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, straight up, if you try giving me parenting advice and you don't have a kid, beat it. I literally, it's the first thing I say to somebody, it, it, it's, it's like, they start talking about kids, and if I don't know them, I go, excuse me, do you have a kid, and they say no, I say, shut up, done, done, over, no kids, no comment. If you do not have kids, your opinion to me on kids means nothing. You know zero, zilch, nada about raising kids. I don't want your opinion. Get the hell out of here. Beat it. Please. No kids, no opinion. No kids, no conversation. No kids, get the fuck out. Same thing. Same thing that I feel about lifelong politicians. No business experience? Well then, bro... You don't get to make bills and laws on business. What you you weren't a fucking and listen. I I feel. Please, hear me out. I feel the same way about the commander in chief. I, I I I truly do. And that these dudes, they're making Paul. They like you got Barack Obama. You got even Trump. No military experience. No security experience at whatsoever. This is why they need to surround themselves with people that have been in the muck with people like hey biz- when it comes to business I'm listening to Donald Trump all day long. Hey, yep, yep, 100% Donald, what do you got? When it comes to war, go John McCain's dead and gone, but I will listen to John McCain. Go find me someone that actually fought in a war and I'll hear them out. I, I'm not going to make decisions on war if I ever become a politician and I get and, and I'm and I'm in Congress, I I'll, I I'll please I I want nothing to do with any type of national security type jobs. I don't know what they would put me in charge of. Maybe, Maybe sanitation. I could be a garbage guy and I can make comments on garbage. You have politicians making decisions that affect people in their everyday life without any experience. 30 years, this guy. 30 years he's been in politics and he's the head of the Homeland Security. You know, what the fuck? Is that a joke? But again, it's not about Let's not rip this guy's record. Let's just point out the hypocrisy. He's clearly upset. He's clearly pissed because he's a progressive and hates to see people succeed. And Donald Trump is a winner. So he needs to set his whole entire life. His last, the guy's 70-something. So his last few years of life, he's going to spend ripping this guy down and trying to annihilate him. But he forgets. Maybe he has dementia. But he forgets back in 2004 that he himself came out and said that the election was fraudulent and that he voted to not certify 20 votes from Ohio. Hypocrisy at its highest level. The highest order of, hip- of hypocrisy. And I can't stand it. And yet liberal mutants... Well, wah, wah. Yeah, man! Don't challenge the Electoral College! It's unconstitutional, man! Yeah! We want 50 grand. Uh, we demand. We don't want it. We demand. You pay for our college. Demand it. Demand. And guys like this, the progressives, the, it new term for communist, progressive term for socialist, progressive progressive a term that equals death of the American dream. They want to give it to, to them. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the 50 G's. High five. Successful business person. Let's sue his ass into the ground. Touch me and I'll sue. Touch me and I'll sue. Remember that? And then Rocky fucking hits the guy. Sue me for what? Disgusting. So just please do me. Here's the moral of the story. Do me a favor. Take, take, take. Always go back and take a look at the dickheads that are, that are now challenging Trump and see what they did in the past. How long have they been in the swamp? This guy's a mad swamp creeper. Creeper. He's a swamp creeper. He's a swamp creature. The guy's been in the swamp for 30 plus years. 30 plus. And now he wants to use his power to snuff out an American, one of you. He wants to just absolutely wipe an American off the face of the earth for his opinion for his thoughts, and his thoughts and mine, and my eyes, are great. He wants to wipe out Trump because he wants to put America first. He wants to wipe out Trump because Trump believes in winning and successful people, competition. Trump believes that America should run efficiently by itself. Jobs in America, manufacturing in America, oil made in America, everything right here in America. But we can't have that. We need to sue this guy till he's dead. He tried to challenge the Electoral College. How dare he? Hmm. Maybe you want to challenge the... Co- well, we're confused. Uh, 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 Benny, uh, didn't you challenge the Electoral College in 2004? Different scenario. That, that scumbag George W. Bush. What a loser. Of course. It's okay when you do it. The definition of a liberal mutant... Is do as I say, not as I do politician. Lying liberal mutants will tell you what you need to do, but you and, but they don't have to abide by it. Lying liberal mutants will pretend they know how to be a national security advisor, how to run the homeland security and be on the top board, but yet have no experience whatsoever in law enforcement. No experience in security. None whatsoever as they sit from their from from their ivory fucking towers. This is a guy that wants to pass a bill to ban people from sleeping in the Capitol House. Hear me on that. That's another attack on successful people. Do you know how many nights I slept at WAAF? Do you know? I, I don't think you guys know. I used to sleep there at, at, all the time. Three, four times a fucking week I would stay there. I worked incessantly. I was an absolute maniac when it came to the stuff that I wanted to bring onto the air because I wanted to be the best and I would sleep there. If I was a congressman, you ass better believe I'd have a cart in my office. Which is going to take me to the next topic. I'm, I'm off on, the, on this garbage lawsuit that they're doing to Donald Trump. I just wanted to point out that the, that the rep- representative, Benny uh, Thompson... Is a is a lifelong swamp creature who has been in politics for over thirty years. Is, is a super progressive, totally against, absolutely hates America. I don't care what you say. When you when when someone says they're a progressive, I, I can't I can't even believe that you love America. When you're yeah, just that raspberry your ass, fucking. All right, next thing, probably the last thing we will talk about, Ted Cruz. On this program, I, it is clear. I mean, if it isn't, then, then you must be a retard. And I, yeah, I said the word. Sorry if you're offended. I'm not sorry if you're offended because I don't mean it in the way you meet, you think I mean it. So I don't care. If you're offended by this, you're a retard. I am clearly a conservative. A hundred percent. But here's the thing. I call it as I see it. If I like something, I like it. If I'm passionate about it, I'm passionate. And if, and if it's bad, it's bad. We're going to talk about Ted Cruz in Texas, and this is bad form on Ted Cruz. What's going on in Texas right now is a a once-in-a-lifetime unprecedented situation where the power grid is absolutely fucked. Millions of people are without power. People are freezing. People are dying. Nitwits, unfortunately, are are sitting in their garages with running their cars to keep warm and dying from uh, carbon... Intake, which is just like I don't want anybody to die, but it's like, uh, the, just leave the garage door open at least, bro. Come on. Uh, but people are—they have no firewood. They're freezing. the The whole power grid couldn't handle it, and we could get into why. We we could talk about the wind turbines, and then we can get in a conversation about how the gas lines froze and how nuclear stuff didn't also work out. So all all in all, big cluster f. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about perception and what it means to be a senator. And I speak directly to Mr. Cruz. Directly to you. First off, I, I, I would just... I, let me say this. Anybody that is in office, you've given up your right. Seriously, I feel I feel this way. Anyone... A city councilman, a mayor, a state representative, meaning on the local level, a state senator, a governor, an attorney general. You gave up your personal life the second you did, the second you said you were going to represent me and the thousands of people that live in my city, in my state, in this country. You gave it up. Your personal life is dusted. You said you are like a knight. You said that you are the highest of the highest and that I can depend on you if I vote for you. You will make sure that I can live my life because you will be protecting me, passing laws in my favor, making sure that my family is safe, making sure that I don't get taxed to death. You gave up your personal life for a better, higher purpose to serve your country. Like it or not, being a politician being someone that passes policies that affect everyday life is on the same level as being in the service, as being a police officer, as being a fireman. When the bell rings, you have to answer the call. When the bell rings, you don't get on a plane and go to Mexico. Now, hear me out because Ted's back. he, he, He walked it back. He went to Mexico and then he took heat. And then he got back on a plane and came back and said, oh, I was just flying my daughters down there to be a good dad. Bullshit, bro. You were going down for a full-blown vacation. And I don't care if it was planned. I I don't, please, vacations are planned all the time. And then when bad things happen, you don't go. And you need to explain that shit to your family. You need to, your family needs to know. I'm a senator. In the, I am one of a hundred people. That represent the United States of America. And when shit goes down, I need to be there and I need to be ready. Whether I can do anything or not. Whether I... Ted Cruz can't turn the the grid back on. He can't fix it. But the perception is terrible. It is awful. Like I had earlier said, it's right up there with Martha Coakley, who was right... This is a woman who was an attorney general here in Massachusetts years ago. She was running for Senate. She lost the election because she wouldn't shake people's hands in the rain at Fenway. People are offended by that shit. They expect you to be above. At least show the perception that you are above us, that you are for us. When people are freezing and dying and suffering... Bro, you don't get on a plane. You stay home. You per- George Costanza that shit. Hide under a desk so people think that you're so that you're working your ass off. Perception is reality. I'm gonna tell you guys a story about perception, and 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 I'll, I because I, I try to bring everything home. Now I own a I own a junk removal company, and for a while, up until the, the, the coronavirus, I didn't have to work in it. I, I didn't actually have to load the trucks for a good three or four years. One summer day, it was really hot out. I, I mean, it was fucking like a hundred degrees out and my crew was working and I wasn't. I, I, you know, I, I'm an office, I was an office creature at the time and I had dumpsters down at a yard, uh, roll off dumpsters. I don't have roll off dumpsters anymore, but I had them at the time and I was driving by and I saw something. That was sticking out of the dumpster, and I wanted to just get it back. I wanted to sort the dumpster out, but I had flip flops on, and I never, ever, ever go to the yard. The yard and the officer are in two separate places. I never go to the yard in flip flops because I feel like it's offensive to my crew. If I show up in flip flops, it sets a bad precedent. I always go with boots on, always, always show up to the job suit to the job site as if you were working. With your gear on. I always would. I don't show up to a work site in fucking suit or shorts. But this one day, I saw it. And I, I the crew wasn't there. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go in. And in my flip flops, I hopped into the dumpster. And I started rearranging the dumpster. So that there, there could be more space in it. To fit more stuff in it. The crew shows up. And it's hot. And I'm like, shit. So I stay inside the dumpster. For like 10 minutes while they're talking to me. And now it's like 20 minutes go by and I'm still in the dumpster. And I'm like, I, I got to just get out of the dumpster. I got to get the hell out of here. So mistakenly, like an ass, I hop out of the dumpster and now they all see that I have flip flops on. It's a hundred degrees out. They're working their ass off. There I am in flip flops. Like it's a beach day. Like it's no big deal. Like, ha ha ha, you're working. And I got my flops on. Nobody said anything to me. No one. I got into my car or my truck, whatever it was at the time. And I left. And then later that night, I hear from one of the guys telling me, say, hey, you know that that so-and-so, with, I, I'm not going to out the person, was pissed that you were with flip-flops today. And I knew it. And I knew they were because the perception is that I don't give a fuck. The perception is I'm going to make you work your ass off in the hot weather while I'm farting around in my flip-flops. Now, did I earn the right to be in my flip-flops? Sure. I started the business. I worked my ass off. I'll go in flip-flops wherever I want. But I care about my crew. And I want to show the perception that I do. Its perception is reality. Plain and simple, Ted Cruz. So from a standpoint of being a senator, you need to never forget that you are one of 100 people here in the United States with the special privilege of representing these 50 United States as well as the people that live in Texas that are suffering now. And getting on a plane with your family and pulling the I wanted to be a good dad is BS. You know what a good dad would have did? A good dad would have said to his kids, honey, you say to your daughter, you say, honey, daddy can't come on the trip. You look at your wife and you say, I'm sorry. I can't come. I am a United States Senator. The state of Texas is going through something so difficult. It's never gone through before. I, I would, I would, I would make it dramatic to my wife. I would say, listen, this is like Alamo level type shit. I can't go. I have to stay back. She'd say, well, there's nothing you can do. It's not like you could flip the switch. Yes, I understand I can't. But the people need me to be there for them. They need to know I'm suffering. Just like Washington would sleep outside with his crew to show them that he was with them. Just like George Washington was the last one to get on the boat when they were sneaking out of New York. He made sure all his dudes were... Got across the river before he went because he understood to lead, you have got to be with your crew. He understood to lead, you must sympathize with them. He understood to lead, you have to show them away. You have to suffer when they are suffering. You do great when they are great. And when they do great, you give them the credit. But you must be there for them. It's ridiculous. I'm telling you, I, I wish that I was on it, Ted. You need someone like me. Just Trump needed someone like me to tell you how it's how it is. I'm telling you, if I was your staff, if I was on your staff, I would have been like, bro, you ain't going to Mexico. Get the fuck out of here. As a ma- no, as a matter of fact, not only are you not going to Mexico, your ass is going to one of the shelters. And you're going to freeze your balls off tonight. And you're going to sit. With these people in Texas. And you're going to fucking bond with them. And you're going to be cold. And you're going to be hungry. And you're going to suffer. Just like them. You're going to be humbled. And you're going to remember why you took the oath of office. And why it's so important for people like you. There's only a hundred of you. One hundred. You're here for us. To protect us. To make sure we're safe. To represent us. You represent millions of people. You look like an ass. It's disgusting. It's despicable. Honestly, it's one of those moves where it's it's one of those moves where you need to start thinking whether or not you're in this for the American people, or is this just a job you like to have for the prestige? Is this just a job that you like for the connections? Do you truly care about the American people? That's something you need to think about, Mr. Cruz. That's something I'm thinking about for you. I was thinking maybe 2024 for you. Now I'm thinking, how could I ever vote for a guy that would ditch like that? And I think about it all the time. Presidents golf, not just Donald Trump. All presidents go out and all presidents golf and they do shit like that. And I don't understand that kind of stuff. People are human. I get it. You have to do human things. You need vacation. You need time off. I can't understand that at all. If I were a city councilman, I would be betrothed to the city. There was nothing I wouldn't do. I would be, bro, on snowstorms, I'd be plowing. I'd be out on the streets. Power outages, I'd be in the schools. If I were the mayor, but I'd never sleep, my family would never fucking see me. I would feel obligated to all the people in that city. They'd be counting on me 24-7, and I would be at the ready. Always, there, sitting like Batman on the highest of fucking buildings, ready to swoop in and do whatever I can to take care of my citizens, my people. Jesus! Years ago when I ran for city council in Attleboro, years ago, something like 2,000 people voted for me. And I, I, I just missed getting uh, uh, becoming an Alderman of Lodge by 100 votes. And, and, and at the time, I thought maybe I'd be living in Attleboro for the rest of my life, but things didn't work out. By the time the next election came on, my father had already passed away and I moved back to Woburn. And I remember talking to my buddy Duff, and Duff. Maybe he remembers this, maybe he doesn't. He asked me if I was ever going to run again. And you know, well, I think he said something like, "Oh, you know, how do you feel? You know, you must be upset." And I go, "Upset? I, I, I'm, I'm honored. Two thousand people believed in me. Two thousand people thought that I would be the right guy to be there for them. How could I turn my back and not run again? Now I moved. Family things happened. Maybe I'm a hypocrite. Maybe I shouldn't have moved. I don't know." But I moved back to Woburn, and I have. An, I'd like to run for office. I, I probably will someday. I'm. I, I got a little bit of a shit background, so I don't know if I'd make it. But if I did, I my family would hate me. I wouldn't vacation. I wouldn't. I dude. If I was to, If I was a thirty year long politician, they'd be like, "Damn, this guy's never taken a day off. He's he doesn't sleep. He's everywhere." This is what the job is. Please understand. Do not run for office if you're not in 100%. Understand that if you are a city councilman, a mayor, a representative, if you're mayor, if you're a governor, if you hold office in this United States, you are on call 24/7. You need to be there all the time when we need you. We don't want you getting on a plane Going to Mexico. I don't want to hear that you need to be there, getting on a plane to make sure your daughter got safe to Mexico. Please, I, I don't run for office. B- bye. Get, resign. There. That. That's a basically resign. It, you're not fit for office. That's it. You need. You need personal time. You need family time. You weak fucks. Well, you're done. Don't run for office. That's it. Be out. It drives me nuts. I, I could go on and on about this. It, it really drives me absolutely bonkers. 435 people in this country get the lucky distinction of being elected to the House of Representatives. 435. These people not only represent you in whatever state or whatever district they are elected to, they represent everybody in the country. When they vote, their vote affects Alaska. It affects Hawaii. It affects every single state. When something bad is happening in another state, it affects all states. It affects all of us. When a senator skirts his duty in the middle of such a horrific weather storm problem, it is disgusting. It is it is a hundred percent lack of duty. It's most undignified. As the lady uh, Bridgerton from Bridgerton it's unacceptable. So there, there you guys have had it. There, I, I I, have said it. I have just shredded a conservative. I'm pissed off about it. And I like Ted Cruz. I think Ted Cruz is America first type of guy. This is a bonehead move. And it's a bonehead move by all politicians. So I'm not letting anybody off the hook on this. And I'm not saying that these guys don't, shouldn't get to live their lives. I understand that you can conduct business while on vacation. But perception is 100% reality. And the perception right now is this. The perception is there are people freezing to death in Texas. They don't have power. Their lives are fucked up. And you're going, fuck you. I'm going to Mexico. Think about that. Think about the oath of office you took. Start living up to that. Live up to the opportunity you've been given. Show us. All of you, all of Congress, all 535 of you, 435 House of Representatives, 100 Congress, I mean, 100 Senators, you should all live up to the oath, and you should all, and and, and, and to this Bernie Thompson, there should be cots in the Capitol building, because you guys should be working incessantly on making this country better. You should be on call at all times. And it's to me, it's, it's despicable that you're not. It's absolutely grotesque. Soldiers are always at the ready. Firemen are always at the ready. Police officers always at the ready. Doctors always on the call, but yet our Congress nah, once in a while, no, nah, no, nah, let's take some vacation time. We'll be back when, when we're back in session. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting, and I'll give you a, a straight-up example. Last year, or maybe it's two years ago now, I had a trip planned to go to Daytona. I love the Daytona 500. I didn't go again this year, but I go I go with Kaylee. We enjoy going. We have season tickets to it. Uh, Denny Hamlin, my favorite racer, but I mean, Denny Hamlin could be anybody's favorite uh, driver, so whatever. Point being, I go to Florida in February, and I had a trip planned for Florida last year, and my company, it, it, it was getting crushed. And I I canceled the trip to stay because it was my responsibility. My family was pissed. My wife's still pissed about it. My kids were pissed about it. But that's what men do. That's what we do. If I were ever... this, I remember when I was running for office, I straight up told everybody. And it was the shortest little speech ever. I just said, listen, if elected, you have someone that you can count on when spilt milk happens... When bad things are going on at your house and you don't have time to worry about whether or not someone has your back on at the city level, I'll have your back. I will be there always. Whenever you need me, where you need me, how you need me, I will be there so that you can live your life. I will give mine so that you can have yours. Because I can handle the load. Because I love that kind of shit. I do. I would gladly serve I would, I would gladly, I wish I had the heart I have now when I was a younger man. I wish I did. When I was younger, I was a boob. Now I love, now I, now I just understand my purpose in life. I understand better than, than most the hard decisions you have to make, the sacrifices you have to give, and especially when you give your word, especially when you give and you sign and you swear an oath to this country. Despicable Ted Cruz. It's despicable. Thank you for listening to Spazzing Out America's Podcast. Guys, I really appreciate it. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, radio, uh shit. iHeartRadio, radio.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, you can get my podcast. Share it with somebody. Right now, share the link. Pass it along. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless America.